Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And this afternoon, we have with us one of our regular guests. Well, I don't know. Can we call him a regular guest? We haven't heard from him in almost two months. Let me welcome back St. Peter from St. Peter's Hook and Crook. Well, good. Good to be talking with you again, Gary. Peter, first of all, I want to thank you uh, for giving up your regular time period so we could speak to Dr. Luke about his unique details of Jesus' passion. Oh, it was my privilege and honor. Dr. Luke and I are, are quite close, you know. <laughs> I, I was glad to give up my time so he could share with you. So what have you been doing since we last spoke? Oh, well, you know, the usual. We've been getting the shop ready for the fishing season, and, and soon it'll be time for the spring sheep dipping. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's that season already, isn't it? Uh, for those of you who may have forgotten, St. Peter does run a store for fishermen and also for shepherds. Yeah, located conveniently on the banks of the Kaskaskia River. In fact, J.D. Power ranks us as St. Louis' number one fishing and shepherding supply store. I think you're probably St. Louis's only fishing and shepherding store. So well, anything new there at the Kaskaskia River? Well, actually, uh, since I knew I was going to have a little time off, I've undertaken a new venture. A new venture? Like what? Well, I, I've taken up authoring. Well, authoring. So, so you're writing a book, but that's really nothing new. You've been writing for a long time. In fact, two of your books are actually in the Bible. Oh, not biblical writing, which is all about facts and, and history and eyewitness kinds of things. I, just as I said in my second letter, for we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Uh, but that's my point. I, you know, I've done history. I wanted to write something different. I, I wanted to try my hand at fiction. Ooh, what kind of fiction? Uh, romance novels? Or adventure stories? Oh, uh, no, actually, a murder mystery. A ghost story, in fact. Uh, would you mind if I read you the first few paragraphs? And you can tell me what you think. It's a work in progress, you know. Oh, sure, we'd love to hear your story. I'm so honored to have the premiere presentation of a new novel by St. Peter. Well, well here goes nothing. <clears throat> It was a dark and stormy night. Peter, I think that's an opening from something I've heard before. It has. Well, well shoot. I, I, I guess the editor will have to punch that up. Uh, that, uh, that's probably a good idea. But go on. I'm sure the rest of the story will be more original. Oh, you bet it will. <clears throat> so here you go. Uh, the dinner party met in the same room they had met just a few days before. But it was different this time. Tension filled the room. For in the past days, one of their own had been murdered. The doors were locked for fear that one of them might be the next to be bumped off. But what if the murderer was already amongst them? What if the assassin was one of their own? Before any accusations could be made, suddenly a ghost appeared before them. They all shouted in fear, for the ghost was none other than their murdered companion. Wait a second now, Peter. Your fictionalized account seems awfully similar to the events of Easter evening as you recorded in Scripture. Uh, it, it's that noticeable, huh? Yeah, it pretty much is. I think most people might pick up on that uh, like I did. Well, you know, this fiction writing is a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> you know, when I was writing my biblical books, I had the help of the Holy Spirit. 
In fact, you might say, as far as your biblical writing is concerned, it was not produced by will of man, but you spoke from God as uh, you were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, not only might that be said, but I did say that. I think you're <laughs> quoting the Bible here. Yeah. But, but, you know, however, writing fiction is a whole different thing. I, yeah, yeah, you got to come up with everything all on your own. It's uh, easy to just put down the facts, but writing cleverly devised myths is another story entirely. Oh, you're, you're telling me. I, I never was good at making up myths. <laughs> I, I don't know how to begin. And, and all the writing books said that I, they, that I read suggested you start with what you know. And so yeah. you started with the story you knew well from Easter. Yeah, and in retrospect, I can see that that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> uh, you know, when it comes to the stories of the Bible, you don't want to confuse fact with fiction. Oh, particularly where the fiction doesn't match the fact. What, what, what do you mean? Well, you said you wanted to write a ghost story, but it's pretty obvious the first Easter was just the opposite of a ghost story. Well, now, now in my defense, uh, you know, I thought that first Easter was going to be a ghost story. Why, 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 the first time we saw Jesus, it was the only explanation we could come up with. I mean, Jesus was right there in front of us in a locked room to boot. I mean, what else could he be but a ghost? But Jesus goes to great lengths to prove to you that he wasn't a ghost. Oh, uh, that he did. Uh, maybe we better just forget about my fictional novel for the time being. Uh, why don't you read the historical account uh, as given in the Gospel of Luke? Okay, I'd be glad to do that. And it's great to be your lector again. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself, touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still disbelieved, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it, and he ate it before them. So as you pointed out, uh, there was no ghost here. Uh, not only could we see Jesus' hands and feet, but it was obvious, as Jesus said. Th these were flesh and bone, hands and feet. <laughs> and not only that, he could sit down and eat with you. Ghosts, I don't think they could do that. I know that... For a fact, actually, I used to watch Casper the Friendly Ghost. Anything he tried to eat just fell to the floor. You know, Gary, I'm not sure about the evidentiary character of cartoon references, but, but your facts nevertheless are true. Uh, Jesus went out of his way to us. He was not a spirit come back from the dead, but as he said, he was truly flesh and bones. In fact, it is so clear from Luke's account that Jesus was physically resurrected from the dead, it puzzles me that so many Christians don't understand this. What do you mean many Christians don't understand? I thought all Christians believed that Jesus rose bodily from the grave. Uh, well, well, they should. Uh, but it's funny when you talk to them about the life hereafter, so often they have a picture of a life more ghostly than physical. It's a picture of people floating on the clouds or our spirits with wings hoovering over the earth. That's not what it's like, though. 
No, no, not if this picture given by Luke is true. Uh, Jesus is no angel. Uh, Jesus is no spirit. Uh, he's, as we said, a flesh and bone human being who can pick up a hunk of fish, chew it up, and swallow it down. Uh, whatever the life hereafter may be, it certainly is going to be a physical thing, a, a bodily thing, not a thing of ghosts and apparitions. But wait a second. Maybe that's the way it is for Jesus, but not necessarily for us. I believe the Bible is also fairly clear on that issue as well. However it goes for Jesus is how it will go for us. You might want to take a look at the first letter of John, chapter 3. Any particular verse? Well, I think verse 2 would be nice. Okay. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. When he appears, we shall be like him. Now, this resurrected Jesus was a Jesus of flesh and bones, a Jesus with hands and feet and, and even teeth. Now, admittedly, we don't know for sure what these resurrected bodies will be like, there will be obvious differences from the bodies we have now, I assume. There would have to be differences for, obviously, these new bodies will not get sick. They won't be weak, and most importantly, they won't die. Uh, that's certainly true. Uh, so I expect there, there won't be any hearing aids or glasses or, or any other man-made devices to compensate for the weaknesses of the present flesh. Will there be toupees? I can understand why that might be a concern to you, Gary. And, and honestly, I don't know whether baldness will carry over to the life eternal or not. Although, please remember what they say. God created a few perfect heads, and the rest he covered with hair. <laughs> but on a serious note, uh, the point is, whatever the life hereafter is like, it will not be something less than what we have now, but it will be something more. It will be a thing of flesh and bone, of, of souls forgiven and cleansed, of bodies made whole and pure, all by the grace of Jesus Christ. Again, Peter, it's good to have you back, and it's good to listen to your teaching again. I'm so sorry, though, that your novel idea didn't really work out, however. Oh, no, 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 no. I haven't given up yet. I, I just need to stay away from any storyline that might have any connection to the Bible. I see that. But I've got other ideas. In fact, you know, even as we're talking, I, I've already begun another possible narrative. It, it starts with, it was the best of times, it was the worst Peter, of times. Uh, uh, I think it's just time for us to say goodbye until next week. So long, Peter. So long, Gary. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org, AM 850 in the St. Louis region.